Welcome to the Stewardship Podcast, where your host, financial advisor Andrew Mitchell, talks with industry experts to help you steward your time, talents, and money. Welcome to the Stewardship Podcast. On today's episode, well, we're talking to me. I thought we'd take the opportunity as we started off season two to really take some time and just introduce you guys to myself, Andrew Mitchell, the host of the Stewardship Podcast. You're going to find that in season two. We're going to spend some time with each guest, really getting their insight into their definition of stewardship. And then ultimately what I want to spend a lot of time talking about after just sharing with you guys where I've come from, how I've landed, where I'm at in this journey of finding out what stewardship means. I just want to talk about some of the things that um, I'm I'm leaving in 2021 as a way of stepping into stewardship uh, here in the year 2022. So yeah, just love to dive in. A little bit about me. You know, I grew up in a small farm town here in West Michigan. Grew up in a blue-collar family. My dad was a part-time pastor and a full-time truck driver, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom for most of the time. Um, and then she had a stint as a teacher before moving into the retail space. Things that I was interested in growing up, uh, largely it was sports and the outdoors, but I can distinctly remember as I look back, having an interest in business. Um, I remember as a kid, I started a lawn mowing business where I would do landscaping work, mow people's lawns, all of those types of things, and really enjoyed uh, the process of making making a dollar all on your own. So that was something very early on that kind of pointed to the direction of where I would head in life. I graduated from Coopersville High School. Uh, after that, following my sports dreams, I was able to play soccer in college for Kuiper College, and that's really what landed me there where I got my bachelor's in marketing. When I graduated from college, there was a few things as I didn't really know what I was going to get into, but I knew that I wanted to, at some point in my life, to own my own business. And the other thing that I knew that I wanted to do was to help other people. Ultimately, ended up landing in the financial space where I'm at now as a financial advisor and got some more additional education to help uh, clients from there. But I never really knew that owning my own business and helping others was really going to be the very front line of the things that I was able to do. So yeah, so I landed in the financial space. My first role in the industry was at a large life insurance company. The biggest thing that I learned there was, you know, what it really means to be a fiduciary. You know, at that company, we were not held to that standard and largely the industry itself is not held to that standard. And so it became really clear and really apparent to me in my future role that being a fiduciary was extremely important. And and I knew that that was something that I wanted to put front and center and be legally bound to as I was working with clients. I truly wanted to be able to put their best interests first and be held to that standard regardless of how I was working with them. So yeah, well, after I I moved on from the life insurance company, got my certified financial planners designation, also stepped into a program through Kingdom Advisors called the Certified Kingdom Advisor Designation. So the CFP designation really focuses on competency and and training you how to do the actual planning work, where the CKA helps from a perspective of being able to apply Christian values to your situation, whether that's money or just the rest of your life in general. You know, around that time that I was working through those designations is really when uh, stewardship came into focus for me. 
and came to be something that I was really intrigued by and just kind of created this framework to, to really make decisions and really to, to impact others. So I'd like to transition now into a beginning definition of stewardship. As we start off season two and as we spend time diving into what is stewardship, I think it's really helpful to have at least a beginning working definition or a few frameworks that we can look at and work through as we begin things. When I think about stewardship, I, there's really two things that I think about. One is looking at stewardship as a decision-making framework. And the second is to look at it as a job title. If we really look at in today's world and today's economy as people that are stewards, obviously there's, you know, within the airline industries, there's stewardesses that uh, take care of people that are on a plane, um, that are traveling places, all of those types of things. Or you have stewards that are taking care of people's property. The two things that both of those jobs have in common is that they're taking care of things that aren't theirs. And that can start to bring us into this idea that when we're really looking from a stewardship perspective of things, that we're really treating things as if they're not ours, um, which really you know changes the paradigm of how we treat those things. If we then transition to looking at stewardship as a decision-making process, it really focuses on the outcome. So there's a few questions that we can really ask as we're making decisions to really help us understand, am I being a steward or am I simply serving myself or am I doing something that somebody else wants me to do instead of really stepping into that stewardship aspect of things? And so you know, those three questions are, how does this impact me? How does this impact others and what kind of wake does this leave? So when we look at how does this impact me, really it's going down deep inside looking at, you know, what's my motivation? What's the thing that's driving me to really want to do this, buy this, accomplish this, whatever it is? The second piece of that, how does this impact others, is looking to the people that are around you or the people that are going to be impacted by the decision that you make. Could be family, could be friends, could be clients, could be all kinds of people. And then the last thing is, what kind of a wake does this leave? In my mind, I really look at you know a, a boat passing through a lake, and you know if you're standing on the shore or if you're on a boat somewhere between the shore and the boat that's going through and leaving the wake, everything that that boat passes is affected by by its wake. And so ultimately, our lives are the same way. And so when as we move through life, we're leaving that wake. It's going to affect people. It's going to affect the environment. It's going to affect um, all sorts of things. And so when we look at stewardship, it's not just looking at our money a specific way or how we spend it or how we do our giving. It's not just you know limited to these types of decisions. It's also much bigger than that as far as, you know, how am I affecting the environment? Is the way that I'm doing my investing really creating an outcome that I'm okay with? Just just a whole slew of things that fall into that category. So I want to take that definition and really apply it to my own life and things that I've experienced in the last few years. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting as I was thinking about this, obviously this episode is dropping January 31st and December is often the month that we get amped up to start new things. 
you know, in December, we start to see January coming and we start setting these New Year's resolutions or these things that we want to change. And so I just encourage you as we're ending January, we've been into this for 31 days now, don't let January be where those things die, where those new things, those new resolutions die. Maybe you messed up already and you dropped the ball on the resolution that you wanted to make, it's okay. It's not going to be perfect. And we need to be able to step back into those things, pick it up and continue uh, moving towards the things that we really want to accomplish. We have to keep perspective that we're really looking for a 1% better every day, not an all at once, but a little by little move towards the person or the thing that we want to do or become. So what does it mean to steward our lives? lives. As I was thinking this through, there was a few things that came to mind. Um, One thing that came to mind is we always bring our story with us. What I mean by the idea that we always bring our story with us is, you know, at the beginning of this podcast, I shared my background, I shared my upbringing, I, I shared the things that I've gone through as far as some of the highlights. And Ultimately, those things impact us. And as we step into situations, those are the things that we're bringing to the table. And when we put, you know, two, three, 10, 100 people in a room, they're all bringing their story, their perspective with them. And ultimately, I mean, I don't think I have to convince you that there's a lot of different perspectives going on in the world today, but ultimately those things bring different values and different hardships and they rub people different ways. But it's important to know that we're all coming to whatever the situation is with our story, with those perspectives. As we're stepping into new situations or new relationships, whatever those things are, step into those things with intentionality. You know, I found myself as I look back over the you know last few years becoming much more intentional, but I can look back even farther than that and really just say that life happened to me. I wasn't intentionally stepping into things. I wasn't making intentional conversation. I wasn't trying to impact people. And, and that's something that I really want to focus on and really do differently coming into this next year is to really step into every opportunity, whether it's a friend, a family member, somebody I don't know, or somebody that would fall into the category of the least of these. I want to step into all those situations with intentionality to really impact those folks for for the good, to really you know be an encourager, be somebody that calls out truth out of people, all of those things. The other thing that came to mind as I was thinking about stewarding our lives is this idea of others' expectations. More specifically is this idea of comparison. So we kind of have these ideas that, you know, I need to drive this type of a car or I need to own this size of a house or, yeah, we're just comparing ourselves to the people around us. And now all of a sudden we have to keep up with appearances and we have to keep up with all these things that people are doing. And ultimately, we have to really be able to look at that and say, is this important to me? How does this impact me to really make sure that we're living life the way that we want to and stepping in and saying, You know, I want to live life where I'm living up to my expectations, the expectations that I really want to have for life, the success that I want to have for life, all of those types of things. So for me, what that really looks like is contentment. It's being content with the things that I have, where I'm at in life, knowing that I've got a lot more to learn, 
it's not that I'm not ambitious to continue learning to get to certain places in life. It's not that I don't have goals, but I really have to learn to be content with where I am today and knowing that there's, there's a lot of road ahead and, and that's okay. The last thing that came to mind was living a regrettable life. So let me first define what I mean when I say living a regrettable life. Ultimately, this is really putting a point and really pointing directly to the things that we say we want to do and not ever getting to them or having opportunities pop up and never stepping into those. It can be as simple as, you know, when I was in uh, college, actually, I was a part of a college ministry, um, went to Lake Michigan with some friends, and they were all jumping off of a bridge into a river, and it looked like a ton of fun. I mean, ultimately, you know, jumping off, getting wet, you know, doing tricks, all those types of things looked like a ton of fun, and for whatever reason, I couldn't get outside of myself, get outside of my fear of heights to really be able to take that step and to jump off of there and just have fun, be a person that is, you know, willing to take a little bit of risk. The other aspect that I look at is this idea of putting things off to tomorrow. My wife constantly gives me a hard time about being a tomorrow person. I tend to be the type of person that, you know, hey, take the trash out. I'll I'll get to that tomorrow. I'm sick of being that person. When I really look at stewarding my life and taking care of the things that are important to me, or at least the things that I say that are important to me, I really need to step up and tackle those things as soon as they pop up. Now, I use a very simple, insignificant example in that, but oftentimes those types of things translate into other areas of our lives. It could be the work that we do. It could be various different things that we have going on in our life that we just say, I'll get to that tomorrow. And ultimately tomorrow never comes. And so really, you know, not living a regrettable life is stepping in and saying, I'm going to be a today person. I'm going to tackle those things. I'm going to be a person that gets things done. I'm not going to be a procrastinator. And really, you know, for me, it's moving in that direction and really accomplishing those things. So that's what I've come up with as far as the things that I'm leaving in 2021 and really looking towards the things that I want to accomplish in 2022. I'd encourage you guys as you think about your own life, the things that you want to accomplish, to think about the things that really motivate you, to think about things that have caused you to succeed in the past and think outside the box. Uh, You know, my wife and I, as we were going through all of our different things that we want to accomplish in this next year, we really realized that follow through has been an issue for us. And so we took steps to um, reach out to some friends of ours to really step into an accountability relationship, to be working towards those things, to encourage each other. So whatever your hangup is or whatever the thing is that keeps you from truly accomplishing or truly living the life that you want to live, uh, reverse solve for that and say, you know, what's what's something that someone else can do or what's a relationship that I can step into or what's something that I can just do myself and really help myself accomplish and steward my life better in this coming year. I can almost guarantee that you are going to drop the ball somewhere and I encourage you 
again, that we're not looking for perfection. We're looking for 1% better. I love that quote from James Clear. As far as becoming 1% is mundane, it's not exciting in the moment. But when you look over a long period of time, 1% becomes exponential and 1% becomes amazing gains and amazing changes when we're really looking at our own lives. I feel like we could talk about this subject all day long. There's so many different perspectives that we could look at as far as stewarding our lives. I'd love to connect with you guys, get some feedback from you. We're going to be talking through a lot more topics as far as stewardship goes. We're going to be looking at education. We're going to look at giving, personal finances, and a slew of other things throughout season two. So I'd encourage you to subscribe to the podcast, invite friends along. We all know that a road trip or a journey of any kind is better when you've got friends with you to share the experience. We will see you guys again in a couple weeks. And in the meantime, be a good steward. Thank you.